What's good, football fans? Welcome back to the Fourth and a Mile podcast alongside my good friends, Brady, Bradley, and Jeremy. My name is Josh. We appreciate you all tuning in. So it is semifinal weekend. We are almost there to the finals. Boys, how is it going so far? Are we still hanging on there? What are we looking at? I want to start with Jeremy. Jeremy, how are you doing in your playoffs? I appreciate you starting with me so it can be quick. <laughs> Not good. I, you know, I sent a text yesterday to our group chat and just said, I love that I could play so hard all year long just to get to the first round of the playoffs to find out it's not my year. Love it. That's the crazy part about fantasy. Like just one week, you could see like teams who put up like 140 each week and then they put up an 80 spot and lose. That's just the crazy thing about fantasy. Bradley and I, uh, Bradley and I play in two championships next week, one in the guillotine league and one in our longest league. We've this the league that we started playing fantasy. in. so, um, like it's it's an ultimate way. David versus Goliath matchup. Brady's absolutely ran away with the league, but I've been <laughs> scratching and clawing. I got some dogs on my team that are going to come and play in the championship. <laughs> We're not underestimating him, but we are definitely underestimating him for guillotine. We're going to beat him for guillotine. Mm. Interesting note about the team that uh, I'm in the championship for uh, in our family league. I did the draft approach of an all wide receivers or no running back uh, draft until the sixth round. Uh, it actually clearly has turned out okay for me so far. What are the running backs you've had on your squad then? Uh, you know, let me just pull it up. But I know I drafted Tyreek, Diggs, C.D. Lamb, and D.J. Moore were my first picks. Yeah, that all. So I was I was loaded at the wide receiver position. Uh, I picked up Cordell Patterson. That helps a ton. <laughs> yeah, I've had Daryl Henderson, Sony Michelle. Uh, I have Alexander Madison, which has been good for like three weeks. And then uh, Justin Jackson this last week. You basically have to get one of those Patterson type guys in order to have a shot. And yeah. that's, that's, that's awesome. Um, for me, I am in the, the championship. Tell us for... about your dilemma that's happening currently tonight. <sighs> okay. So right now, well, first I'm in the championship for a guillotine league that all four of us in that. I that's not the one we cared about. We I know. I care about that one. I know. I'm just telling you that I got, I've gotten very lucky and made some uh, good pickups, but for the league that I am currently worrying about right now, I'm in the semifinals and I am currently down 15 with the New Orleans Saints defense and Al- Alvin Kamara. So I think I should get it. Kamara's kind of at a slow start, so that's cool. How many, but how many points? I know, did you get for I know, I know. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So I have uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, he obviously is, was not going to play this week. Um, so then I picked up, I, I have quite a bit of fab left because I would, had a pretty deep team and I was trying to save it for a situation like this. And I spent a lot on Huntley, the backup quarterback for Baltimore, thinking that he, dog. and so I picked it, I got him. And then about three hours after he gets on the COVID list. So I'm like, crap. And I spent all my, basically all my fab, I had one left on, um, to spend on a quarterback and the rules of the league that this is in it. It's, it's not open wa- waivers starting at 11 o'clock central time. And so then I put in a bid for Joe Burrow. That would have turned out great. Um, and the guy that I was playing, which credit to him, fantastic move. Uh, he bid $2 seeing that I only had one and put him, put him on his bench. And so then I didn't have a chance to pick up another quarterback. It was my own fault. I should have done more waivers than just burrow i just assumed like it was gonna be fine so i currently don't have a quarterback and still have a chance to win so that would be that would be pretty awesome it would be legendary if you won without a quarterback it'd be pretty cool like i was with brady um at the time when this was all going down and i was like oh I yeah you I to got... pick up ian book you should have picked <laughs> him up just I don't I, I didn't i didn't it's think not he's... going right now he's negative 0.8 points he'd be hurting you right now but i'm guessing yep. it would have eventually helped you out so far has been it well all the players on my bench too were all like locked in for sunday's games which did not help at all so that's where i'm in and uh if i hear if you hear some noises in the background of me cheering or getting sad that is probably why it's <laughs> that game we yeah we'll definitely be keeping up with it because if you remember last year bradley needed deontay johnson 
to get what was like 16 fantasy points that was so legendary we don't need it he had zero points at halftime i was honestly honestly i think before our break i was saying so many negative things about him that i'm never drafting him again (laughs) and all of a sudden (laughs) the last 10 minutes of our pod he caught a touchdown to to get me into the championship in a completely yeah. separate league, I, the uh, exact opposite thing happened to me. I needed Deontay to have a horrible game. And I was on cloud nine. He only had he had zero points at half. I'm like, I'm going to make it. And, of course, you do the math in championship week. I would have won the league. So that bottom, is- bottom line is people don't forget. No, certainly <laughs> will, not. Yes, we will probably remember that for a long, long time. Let's talk semifinal recap. So the games that basically decided if you, you went to the championship or not. We're going to talk about the Thursday night game. Uh, San Francisco versus Tennessee. Um, if you played one of their t- one of the two star receivers in this game, and I'm talking about AJ Brown or Debo Samuel, you were either really happy because you had them, or you were really mad because you played against them. They both went nuts in this game. Um, both had 11 plus receptions. So AJ Brown had caught 11 of 16 targets for 145 yards and a touchdown. Debo Samuel caught nine of 11 targets for 159 yards. That's going to get it done for you. Um, as far as the rest of the game, Jeff Wilson, 14 carries for 45 yards and a touchdown. It'll get you just over 13 fantasy points. Kittle was a disappointment. Um, I hope nobody's playing Julio Jones going forward um, just because it's not going to get it done. And he's on the COVID list now. I too, he's I done. Right? As well. Like fantasy relevance for his career. He's probably not career. done. I oh, career. Settle down. That is an overreaction. All right. Still the best receiver in football. Stop. <laughs> He's not. Uh, but the talking point here is Jimmy Garoppolo. So um, there was already talk about how if they were going to go to Trey Lance because of how he played. But Jimmy Garoppolo tore a tendon in his hand, I believe, or his thumb or something like that. So his status for next week is definitely in doubt. Let's talk about Trey Lance. Would you – so it's a two-part question. Would you pick him up in a one-quarterback league and play him? And then if that's a no, would you play him in a super flex league in your championship? I mean, it always depends on who your quarterback is. Okay, but I'll give you an example. Here you go. In, in a league in a league that we all play in, I already have my answer for this. If Trey Lance plays, would you play Trey Lance against the Houston Texans or would you play Ryan Tannehill against the Miami Dolphins as your QB2? I would, be, I would be playing Trey Lance. For that sure. That's where I was going as well. You've been you've hated Tannehill for a good year now. You he's been not doing you very favors. But he okay. has not been doing me favors. You've not Especially been speaking was like kind words about him. Six to start yeah. the year. Like I was feeling <laughs> real good about him and it's not good. Jeremy, what, Josh what was right. Josh one? was right at QB 15 or wherever he had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. He also had Clyde Edwards at five. <laughs> and Stafford at like 12. <laughs> and Gronk in the top five. Per, points per game. I think if you needed, obviously this answer stinks, but it depends on your roster a little bit. If you're looking for kind of like a boom play, I think you go with with Trey Lance. If you're looking for more of like a safer floor, probably Tannehill. But go go big or go home. Yeah, I I mean I think I think you can feel okay. I think when you're in the championship, you always have to go for the boom play because if your team doesn't play well there's a pretty good chance that the other team's going to be playing well because they're in the championship as well. And that's kind of what I was going to say. Like, I think you can feel okay playing Trey Lance and like him, maybe not booming and like being okay with that. Whereas like, if you kept him on your bench, you'd, you'd be kicking yourself if he did happen to boom. The two games where he's played over 50% of the snaps, 22 fantasy points and 17 and a half. Oof. Houston is a low key. Okay. Defense. They've been, they've been playing better as of late. Um, but I would, That's the Chargers. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but I would still play Trey Lance. Anything else with this game, or can we move on to the Saturday games? Can we just skip the Saturday games? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. Uh, we're going to talk Green Bay versus Cleveland. Um, on the Green Bay side, Aaron Rodgers had three early touchdowns that kind of saved his day because it didn't – nothing much after that. Um, they didn't need much from him after. Um, but no turnovers. Uh, 202 passing yards and three touchdowns. That'll get you uh, enough that you're not going to be hurt by his performance, but you're not loving the performance based on how it started. 
You're going to love how Devontae Adams played. He had 13 targets. He caught 10 of them um, for 114 yards and two touchdowns. On Cleveland's side, Nick Chubb was a, a workhorse, 17 carries, 126 yards, and a touchdown. Um, and Baker's fantasy performance didn't turn out to be as bad as he actually played because it was not good. Even some of the completions that he had, it just didn't seem great. Um, thoughts on this game, I guess, if you need a waiver target, are you looking at Lazard? He had five targets in this game, caught a touchdown. Um, he start, he, I mean, he plays a lot of the snaps. He had 18 points in week 14, played 80% of the snaps in week 15, and 86 in week 16. So is is he at all a play for you? I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that MBS was out. And I would guess, I, I don't know exactly what the timeline is as far as the COVID list goes for him, but I, I would think he'd be healthy uh, come next weekend. So I don't know if I can trust Lazard. To be honest, if, if MBS is healthy, I, I, if you needed a spot start, I would almost play MBS. But that's just more of my preference than anything. I wouldn't play anybody against that Viking secondary. They're locked down. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness let's move on please <laughs> uh, the other Baker, Baker by the way Baker did not play as bad as the stats said go ahead do you think he's a bottom 10 quarterback in the league right now yes but he did not play as bad as the stats said I would, I would agree with that but he did not play good he did not play well his, his stats said he played atrocious and he just played really bad I, to be honest <laughs> with you I think two of his four interceptions should not have been. Yep. Yeah. I I would agree with that, but they also dropped a fifth. So. One the, I mean, that's the, the NFL. Conversion. I mean, Matthew Stafford should have had six picks on Sunday then because the Vikings <laughs> couldn't catch anything. That's yeah. Well, okay. Saturday night game: Indianapolis versus Arizona. Um, Indy won the game twenty-two to sixteen. Kyler Murray had twenty-five fantasy points. Uh, that's about what he was projected to get. Um, Chase Edmonds balled out with no James Conner there. He had nine targets, caught eight of them for 71 yards, um, and then had a rushing touchdown as well. Um, as far as Indi- Indianapolis, um, Michael Pittman Jr. had 12 targets. That's very encouraging. Um, caught eight of them for 82 yards. So didn't get in the end zone, but still didn't hurt you with his performance. Um, and then Jonathan Taylor, he just didn't get in the end zone. 27 carries, 108 yards. You're still I think playing the, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is that he didn't have any work in the past game. He had two targets that didn't amount to anything. I mean, 27 carries, that's the that's the normal for Jonathan Taylor at this point. So you would like to see him get at least two, maybe three catches, just to at least just bolster some of that, just to kind of save him if he doesn't get in the end zone. But certainly he was still productive with his carries. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, yeah, he... It's just a guy that has gotten you to this point in the season, so you just got to keep riding him. Excellent advice, Josh. <laughs> we are going to play Jonathan Taylor, yes. <laughs> I think that's a good take right there. It's a great take. Let's move on to Atlanta versus Detroit. Um, there's just really nothing here. Like the, the big the big name to talk about here is Amon Ross St. Brown. He had 11 targets, caught nine of them for 91 yards and a touchdown. Are are you playing him in your championship week? He's in the flames. I think that's three in a row. I don't know how you don't play him. Four in a row. Four I, honestly, I sorry. He, and in those weeks, he's averaging eleven and a half targets. Like in the last four weeks, yep. Clearly, Jared that's Goff absurd. likes throwing the ball to him, and clearly he's getting open because he's and, la- and last week was even Tim Boyle, like, which is super. It doesn't matter who it is, right? That's incredibly right. encouraging. Absolutely. So, I mean, you're obviously in love if you have this guy in Dynasty, um, but certainly in the Fantasy Championship, you can feel comfortable playing him, in my opinion. If DeAndre Swift plays next week, you're playing him, correct? Yes. Yeah. If he does not play Jamal Williams, you start him, correct? I wouldn't. I think so. What about Craig Reynolds as a flex play? No. Oh, that's why, that's Craig, why I don't play yeah, either one of them. Yeah, that's actually a good point because Craig Reynolds has had, a, had a resurgence, so I guess you don't know exactly who it's going to be. Okay. Kyle I Pitts, mean, you're playing. Jamal Williams was given the ball 19 times on the ground. I, I, that's pretty good. Ball. He would be a flex play for me, right? At max, yeah. Like a, okay. a running back three? 
Yeah. You think? I yeah. mean, they're playing Seattle, so. Right. Uh, on Atlanta side, you're going to play Patterson in your championship week. Russell Gage, are you going to play him? He had a bad week this week. Mm. Five targets, caught four of them for 39 yards and fumbled. I personally, I would not just because Buffalo's defense is very good. I mean, if, I, if, I he, if he had, if he, if he had a good matchup, I would most definitely consider it. I, I would assume at this point, if you're playing in a championship, you have a better option than Russell Gage against Buffalo. So, so Russell Gage have- or a backup running back for Detroit, you can pick. You can pick. Without DeAndre Swift, I would play yes. Jamal Williams. Okay. Same. Safer. Me too. Okay. Tell you what, you can't find anything better than Kyle Pitts. You're playing him each and oh, every week. Oh, my goodness gracious, Brady. Cut all six of his <laughs> targets for 102 yards. That'll get it done. That's tight end, what, four of them a week? You good? Nice. Any, any comments? His first double-digit point week in, since NOM. It's, it's been a minute. Game. Just tell me you had a good game, okay? That's he had a good game. He, he, he had a game. I mean, you didn't. <laughs> okay, here's what I'll say. He didn't hurt you. I wouldn't say he had a great week. 13 fantasy points is not, like, outstanding. Tight end four is going to help you. It will help you, yes. Yep. So tight end one next year. Uh, peek behind the curtain. I have been trying to acquire Pitts in Dynasty for all season, and he has had a pretty high price on him because he's only had one touchdown. Do you think two first-round picks, one of which being the 101, gets it done? I wouldn't Pitts. do that. If you're I the Pitts owner? Yep, I would not. Would I you do that if you're – Bradley, you do that if you're the Pitts owner? Yeah. Okay. Jeremy? Yeah, yeah. Tell me, this is the same Pitts guy that you passed up in our rookie draft? For yeah, Jamar that's Chase. That's exactly correct. what I was okay. thinking the whole okay, time. This is the same for like, for Jamar Chase, but yes. I would take Pitts over Chase still. Bradley? What do you want from Bradley? Pits or, pits or, <laughs> pits or Chase? <laughs> I, I don't know. It, it's what apples and oranges. <laughs> Let's move on. We are recapping, not talking about Josh's dynasty hey, trade. We have to talk about dynasty um, Tampa Bay versus Carolina. We are not going to take long on this game. Tampa Bay nope. won the game 32-6. to six. Uh, Ronald Jones had 20 carries, got in the end zone. But Keyshawn or Kashawn Vaughn. Oh my I was waiting for you to say I that. Was, I was – Going to bet a whole lot of money that someone is going to say that. Had the long touchdown run. Antonio Brown had 15 targets. um, And Gronk had a real bad day. Brady started the week. Uh, Any thoughts on this game besides the fact that Matt Rule is on the hot seat? Uh, Once again, Joe Brady was fired because they didn't run the ball that much. One carry, two carry, and six carries for their running backs. (laughs) just kind of a head scratcher to me i get that they're playing a very good run defense so i get the game plan changes but i i don't know i mean you have that in the first quarter to try and establish it at least a little bit right yeah i agree i don't know it's just it was such a head scratcher when he got fired it just makes him look bad yeah yeah maybe not anymore who knows (laughs) yeah it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense over there but you're playing antonio brown next week and I hope you have a better option than DJ Moore in your championship. Great call. Let's move on to Cincinnati versus Baltimore. As far as Cincinnati is concerned, if you played any one of the skill position players, you're feeling pretty darn good about it. Joe Burrow, 43 fantasy points. Joe Mixon, 28 and a half. T. Higgins is on fire. Yeah. 37 fantasy points. Jamar He's fantastic. Chase had 16 Tyler Boyd had 16 like I mean they had I think the, I saw the stat where the wide receivers had over 400 receiving yards 400 <laughs> of Joe Burrow's 525 receiving yards you absolutely all, love to see it all three of those guys including Tyler Boyd are very skilled oh yeah the like the scariest thing about that trio is that they're all very uniquely skilled like in their own right. They're like, they're not the same type of skill set. I mean, just the fact that that route that T Higgins had at the goal line for his, the little pitch and catch between him and Burrow, but his whip route that was like executed to perfection at six, five or six, six, whatever he is. That's so impressive. 
right after he just went and slam dunked on two receiver two defense that was, backs to get yeah. that ball. Well, props to Burrow too for like having the faith in T. Higgins to do that because it was double coverage. Like the guy was blanketed and he was just like, you know what? You're a big dude, go up and get it. And he trusted his receiver. And oh, that's he was in crazy. he was in flame zone on, on Sunday. He had the faith to do anything. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And on Baltimore side, I mean, Josh Johnson's been around the league and he actually had a decent fantasy day at 23 fantasy points. Um, Mark Andrews, you're playing Mark Andrews. He had 10 targets, caught eight of the 10 targets for 125 yards and a touchdown. Otherwise, does not matter who the quarterback yeah, is. Yeah. <laughs> otherwise, you're just hoping one of Lamar or Tyler Huntley are back so you can play them. Because if, if you're in a super flex league and either one of those two are back, you're playing them, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Now let's go on to our upset of the week. Houston beat the Chargers 41 to 29. Wow. Okay. Let's let's get let's dive into this one. Rex Burkhead had 22 carries for 149 yards and two <laughs> touchdowns. Like everyone saw it coming. Yeah. Can you, right. can you repeat that one more time for me, please? 22 carries for 149 yards and two touchdowns. Our advice for the fantasy community is don't overreact. You're not no. playing him in your championship game, correct? I'm no. pretty sure that's the first time he's gone over 100 yards in his career. It might be. <laughs> it very well I, might be. I, heard, I saw I that stat somewhere today. It, it was either the first or the second time. So regardless, he's been playing since 2013. So. <laughs> Davis Mills deserves a lot of credit for how he's played in his rookie season. I know we talked a little bit about him last pod, but just continuing to bounce, bounce back after tough games. I mean, there's, he's definitely gotten beat up in this league already, but it seems like he's got a lot of poise and continues to get better every week. Let's not talk too much about him. Cause we are going to talk about him later. Ooh. Oh, well, I'll just say, uh, I think it was last episode when we talked about the quarterback and I said, there's a case to be made that he's the, the, the quarterback two in this class. He definitely is the, at least the quarterback two. I think as of right now in this class, at least, at least, huh? He's not been better than Mac Jones. So quit asking. And this is Mac Jones, not like her. I, I know <laughs> I'll, I'll keep him. I'll keep him at number two, but if you put Davis Mills in the situation that Mac, I mean, I don't know, but he's not, not like though. You put Trevor Lawrence in Mac Jones, situation. Oh, hundred percent. 100%. Yeah. So, but on LA's side, um, Justin Jackson, if you needed a, a last second like pickup and you got Justin Jackson, congratulations. In one of my dynasty leagues, I put the rest of my fab on him because I have Austin Eckler. He's out in the free agency. I got him. <laughs> he, just, he got 30 fantasy points. Help me move on. So, uh, he went nuts. Austin Eckler's back. He, he's off the COVID list. So um, you're not playing Justin Jackson unless something crazy comes out that Eckler's going to be on a pitch count. The Los Angeles Rams against the Minnesota Vikings. LA won the game 30 to 23. Um, the two star receivers, and, and this is probably bad that we're saying that they didn't like go off, but they both had 100 <laughs> yards receiving. Um, Cooper Cup had 10 catches. Justin Jefferson had eight catches, but they both were under their projections. So that just shows you the, That's crazy. the kind of bar that they they're set at as far as uh, fantasy performers, but they still had very good days. Um, OBJ and KJ Osborne both caught a touchdown. Um, and then this was interesting. Sony Michelle carry toted the rock. Like Daryl Henderson had one carry and now he's on IR because he, he banged up his knee. Yeah. So uh, Tony Michelle's the guy, but there is a guy we need to talk about now. It goes by the Jake name Funk. Of goes by the name of cam Akers. your boy i i cannot believe we are talking about cam Akers and the potential of him playing this week for fantasy so i'm going to ask you the question is cam Akers worth playing in your fantasy championship no 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 cam because i like there is going to be a playoff team they're not going to rush him back and Obviously, Sony Michelle's been doing great. So I don't think the Rams are going to be in any position to want to get Cam Akers a ton of work to try to give him as much time to get maybe in integrated back into the offense and uh, save him for the playoffs potentially. He has such an evil smile on his face. <laughs> I would be surprised if he played this week. I feel like to. the Sean McVay coming out and saying he could play in week 17 is more so like coach speak, like, 
he could play. I don't think he'll actually play, but that's – I don't know. Cam Akers or Zach Ertz in a PPR fantasy league? I'm telling you, like, I'm, I'm going through this situation right now because – in I was a say that's game, too specific. In a, in a championship game, I have DeAndre Swift who might not play. Daryl Henderson's not going to play. Adam Thielen's probably not going to play. Mike Evans is going to be on the COVID list. Buckle up, Cam Akers. Yeah, you're like, right now, buddy. That's what I'm saying. There's a chance I play him against the number one team in our league. So you can't feel good about it, though. I don't. Okay. He's at RB seven to start the year, though. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ride or die with him. Oh boy. Next game. Um, yeah. <laughs> Buffalo Bills versus the New England Patriots. Buffalo won the game 33 to 21 on Buffalo side. Josh Allen went crazy. 34 fantasy points. Spread it around to um, Isaiah McKenzie. 12 targets. Caught 11 of them for 125 yards and a touchdown. Diggs had 13 targets. 85 yards and a touchdown. Um, Dawson Knox caught a touchdown. Devin Singletary led the uh, backfield once again. On New England side, Damian Harris had 18 carries for 101 yards and three touchdowns. Am I reading that right? Yep, you are. <laughs> <laughs> for context, Whoa. that was one of the guys that Bradley had against me. That Woof. That was fantastic. <laughs> Anything more about this yep. game? I mean, uh, Devin Singletary is playable in your championship if you need him. I wouldn't feel good about it, but yes, he is playable. I mean, playing Atlanta, he scored over four, oh, just about 15 fantasy points, over 15 fantasy points in his last week in PPR formats. And if he fumbles on the first play of the game, he's done. <laughs> it's very true. So I don't love it, but it, yes, you, he, you can feel good about it because he is their lead dog. Um, Jacksonville versus the Jets. We don't have to spend a lot of time on this no. one. Uh, Michael Carter had 16 carries for 118 yards. I think he's the only guy you can play for either one of these teams. James Robinson got hurt for his Achilles, I believe. Um, so you're not obviously not playing him. But um, Michael Carter, flex spot for you guys? Uh, Probably not. The household, uh, Michael Carter, Stan, Jeremy Becker. What do you right. think? I would not play him against Tampa Bay. Yeah, I don't think I'd, I, I would. I mean, if you had to, like, right. you can, but I would definitely search for a better option than him playing Tampa. Michael Carter against Tampa or Jamal Williams with no DeAndre Swift? Jamal, Jamal Williams. Williams. Jamal. Okay. Uh, Philadelphia versus the New York Giants. Philadelphia won the game 34 to 10. Outside of Devonta Smith, really nothing to write home about here. This was another ugly game. Um, the Eagles running back by committee, whatever they're going to do going forward, is there a guy that you would play in your championship game? Miles Sanders is out for week 17. Give Austin me Boston Scott. Scott. Give him to me. <laughs> I, could I don't think Jordan Howard's going to play. I don't think Jordan Howard's going to play. I think you can play Boston Scott. Toted that thing 12 times, 41 <laughs> yards in the tub. I, I thought that was kind of an interesting, interesting game from Jalen Hurts, too, because this wasn't a good fantasy game from him, but it was a pretty decent, like, football game, like, just of just right. competitiveness. So I thought in that was the second inter- half, at least. Yeah, was, that's, that's fair. They were brutal in the first. Yep. Yep, for sure. Um, Chicago versus Seattle, two teams that were playing for nothing, but, and they don't even have their first round pick. So, um, for Chicago, David Montgomery had 20 fantasy points, and that is basically it because I don't think anybody was going to play Jimmy Graham. Um, Seattle side, Brady started the week. DK Metcalf started with an early touchdown and didn't do anything after that. Um, and then Rashad Penny had 17 carries for 135 yards and a touchdown. So it was basically the running backs that you were satisfied with. Gerald Everett, if you uh, streamed him, you were feeling okay about it. Um, Rashad Penny, the Wow, Rashad Penny going into your championship game. Yay, nay. Yeah, you could do yeah. worse. Yeah, you could certainly Detroit. do a lot worse. Yeah, yeah. Like, are you Jamal... feeling about that? Yeah, I mean, they're playing Detroit. And and to that point, uh, Everett, if you did stream them, you could stream them again. For sure. Ride the wave. 
Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Kansas City versus Pittsburgh. Kansas City destroyed them. Oh, so uh, Mahomes got hot early, kind of like what Rodgers did against Cleveland, um, and then just plateaued after that. Uh, Byron Pringle. Brady said to play <clears throat> Pringle over uh, Hardman. Yeah, and he had the rule: you can never have just <laughs> one Pringle. Pringle had two tutties. You can never just have one. You have to have more than one okay. when you eat them. It was a good try, Josh. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you. Look, Chad Henney, two carries, two fumbles. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> is that actually a thing? According to Sleeper, it is. What? <laughs> I kind of stopped that. watching. So. I don't know if it's accurate, but that's according to Sleeper. That's his stat lines. Two carries, two fumbles. That is spectacular. <laughs> I do. Not I apologize that if that's inaccurate, but <laughs> it's, it's definitely worth. It's worth it. <clears throat> on Pittsburgh side, if you play Deontay Johnson, like I had in one of my leagues, that garbage touchdown was huge. <laughs> it was <laughs> massive. That's like the ultimate insurance. We're sitting there talking, and I'm like, I just need Deontay Johnson to score a touchdown here, and then I feel okay. <laughs> just the absolute garbage touchdown down 36 to three. Um, but anyways, he had nine, nine targets caught six of them for 51 yards and a touchdown. So let's move on to the last afternoon game. Vegas won the game 17 to 13 over the Denver Broncos. Um, as far as fantasy production, yeah. Hunter Renfro caught a touchdown. That's basically it. Um, <laughs> there was nothing else. You played Melvin Gordon really bad. He had negative rushing yards. Um, Javante Williams, really bad. Drew Locke was not good, and then none of the receivers were good either. So, I think that's time for us to move on then. I'd agree. So, this was just an absolute stamp game for Josh to on the uh, Dallas Cowboys offense. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you kind of stole my thunder. I was actually going to say something to that effect. Except for their special teams and defense had 14 points, so. Here, here, here. here. (laughs) Who am I? I just want a piece of the pie. <laughs> you know what? The pie is huge. The pie is massive. If you can get a piece of that pie, you eat it. Whether that and be you're still starving if you have CD Lamb or Michael Gallup because they had eight fantasy points and six fantasy points. Yeah. Uh, Mark Cooper though. Mark Cooper went nuts. Dak Prescott went nuts. Zeke Dalton went Schultz. Nuts. Dalton Schultz went. That's two weeks in a row for him. Um, and then Gibson got in the end zone. Otherwise, Dak balled, but I was hoping for about 30 more fantasy points to try to beat Bradley. <laughs> Dude, Washington is a dumpster fire right now. Did you see that fight on the sidelines that the defensive line had amongst themselves? And those oh, guys went to school together. That's they've horrible. Been, they've known each other for a long time. Oh, I heard this weird stat today. So Ron Rivera's been in the league for 11 years. He's had eight losing seasons. Like, do you think the league just has like a now granted when he came into Carolina, they were really bad too, and he had to take some time to is that Jake Delone? I don't know if it was that long ago. No, it was always with Cam. But oh, that's that's kind of an interesting stat. That is interesting. Very interesting. Jake Delone, what a name. That's a poll if I've ever I god, that's part of me thinks that's right, but it doesn't feel right. You can look yeah. it up on our break. We're gonna I take a break. Can. We'll come back and do championship preview. Hi, guys. This is Jeremy Becker from the 4th and a Mile podcast. Just wanted to thank you guys for tuning in and remind you to follow us on Twitter at 4th and a Mile Pod. That's 4th and a Mile Pod. Thanks, guys. And now back to the sports. We are back into this championship edition of Starts of the Week. Before we do that, we do have to vet some information about the Jake DeLome, Ron Rivera. Jeremy, help us out. When did Jake DeLome leave the Carolina Panthers? It was in 2009. And when did Ron Rivera start? 2011. So not okay. that Not far. terrible. We thought, could we have been worse. Like, it could, could have, have been, been worse. Way, way worse. But anyway, since we've gotten that taken care of, <laughs> let's do our quarterback starts of the week. Let us know how you did in the semifinals uh, and uh, how you, what you're going to go for in the championship. All right. So going into this last week, me and Bradley are in a barn burn. I'm up one. So I need to. Jeremy and I aren't out of it, though. No, you absolutely nope, are. We're still um, in it. <laughs> uh, I had Russell Wilson, 
as a top five quarterback last week. That was a miss. Top 10 quarterback. What did I say? Top five. Okay. Top 10 quarterback. My mistake. And so my quarterback started the week. Top five either. No, he he was not (laughs) either top 10 or neither top 10 nor top five. So my quarterback started the week this week. Oh, I got two options, and I don't know if I'm going to go with the safe one or the big play. We're going with the big play. We're going Trey Lance if he starts. Can I have a contingency plan if he does not? Not a chance. You can switch your answer if you'd like to. You 100% get a contingency. Yeah, but it's a pretty high caliber. We only do that if he's hurt. Okay, then (laughs) I'm going the much safer option. Then I'll go Matt Stafford versus the Ravens. Top. Five or six? Seven. I was going to say six. Six it is. I was going to say Bradley's competing against me. That was pretty generous. I Good for him. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> Hear me so up. My start of the week was Joe Burrow. Ooh, I think that, that might be good. Theoretically, you should get two. Ding, 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 that, that's that's. I, I'm super glad you just said that. So I think for next year, do you think if you're the number one overall, you get two points? All right, yes. I will take two points. I said I'm back in here. <laughs> I am back. We're in not it. doing starts of the week next year, so. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My start of the week this week, you guys will love. Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. The Vikings. Give him oh, top boy. twenty-four. It's not happening. <laughs> not a chance. It's uh, six. Yes. Yep. I'm gonna be there, so I thought I had to pick it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You're going to Lambo. I am going to be there freezing my butt off. Thanks oh, settle down. The high is 18 degrees. Not <laughs> even that bad for December, January. <laughs> going to be cold. There you go. <laughs> uh, so my start of the week was Dak Prescott. Not to be outdone by Jeremy's number one overall. I got number two. So that is a hit this week. I'm going Justin Herbert versus the Denver Broncos. Tough matchup, but I like the bounce back week for Herbert. Six. Seven. Got you, Bradley. Got you, Bradley. Six. I tried. Uh, Okay. (laughs) So my start of the week. Do it. In week 16 was Kyler Murray. Supposed to be top five. He is currently at five. I feel pretty good about that. I would too. With with Tua and Ian Book. Book. (laughs) Yeah, I feel good about it. Considering they have a combined like 110 yards in the first half, I think you'll be all right. I feel good about it. Um, 100% honesty, like Trey Lance probably would be my start of the week, but I'm going with Jalen Hurts. Oh, go Trey Lance. You go with your boy. Jalen Hurts, I would, I would if I wasn't playing him in fantasy. This week. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go seven for Hurts. Eight. Josh seven. acting like he's respecting me now after I'm out of it. Yeah. Seven, Pito. It's seven. seven. Done. Running backs. Josh, go. All right. Uh, last week, I had Daryl Henderson. He had one carry. So that uh, was a huge miss and so for my running back start of the week this upcoming week i am doubling up with quarterback and running backs i'm going sony michelle okay sony michelle probably what 15 it's risky with cam Akers. hopefully he doesn't play i think 15 14 15 is fine. All right. That's fine. My running back start of the week as the Michael Carter truther, of course, it was Michael Carter. He needed to be top 16, currently sitting at 16. I wouldn't feel good about that one. I don't feel great, but we're hanging in there. My start of the week this week, trains back, baby. The Rojo versus the Jets. Hey! <laughs> Dang it, I had him. I wanted him. Top 14. 14. 14 as well. The ro- the mojo for Rojo is back. And it is rearing. Okay, so my stop. start of the week is Cordero Patterson last week. He did not get top 12, which is super disappointing because I thought he was a safe play. 
This week, I'm going to go Jeff Wilson versus Houston Texans. My name, Jeff. <laughs> 20? I like that. I'm cool with 20. 18. Ooh. <laughs> I'm done with Becker. Becker's going to try to stir the pot. We're 20, 20 is fine. <laughs> <laughs> My week 16 running back start of the week. I think I'm on a bad streak of running backs getting hurt when I play them. Oh, James Robinson was a miss. Um, let's hope for his sake that he does not get injured in this game. I'm going with Rashad Penny against Detroit. Uh, 18. I'm cool with that. Thanks, guys. Uh-huh. It's basically a formality right now for me, so. God, the, the pity card. I'm out of it. Oh, I hate that so much. All right. So my start of the week for my, the wide receiver last week was uh, Deontay Johnson, and it was a top 12. He missed. And so my start of the week uh, this week at the wide receiver position is going to be Keenan Allen versus the Broncos. I'm kind of hopping 12. on with the Justin Herbert. Ooh. I would say 12 is good. I was being a little generous on 12 for what it's worth. That is very. Jeremy, are we switching that to 10 or are we just keeping it at 12? 10. Okay, 10. My wide receiver star of the week last week was Antonio Brown. Needed to be top 14. He had 15 targets, but did not get to top 14. Tough. Which is surprising. Yeah, I think obviously if he gets in the tub, then he probably is, but didn't get in the tub. So no top 14. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my start of the week this week, Michael Pittman Jr. First, the Vegas Raiders. The Raiders. Sixteen. <laughs> uh, uh, sure. Seventeen. Sixteen. Sixteen. It is. Oh, so then if Beck, Becker says twelve, we go with ten. My start of the week we last week was Mike Williams. He was top sixteen. This week, I'm going to go on a flyer here. I'm going to go Odell Beckham Jr. versus the Baltimore Ravens. I have a feeling that uh, the Ravens are going to do a little bit of a similar uh, Devontae Adams treatment that they did, uh, doubling Cooper Cup quite often. Um, so I think OBJ is going to get a lot of one-on-one coverage, and their, their secondary is not great. They make their bread and butter on blitzing. Uh, so I think OBJ is going to have a good game. So that's interesting. Yeah. Our quarterbacks and our receivers are uh, like my quarterback has your receiver and your quarterback has my receiver. So that's super interesting. Uh, 24. Top 24 wide receiver. What'd you say? Oh, I said 17. What do you I think? Like Becker? To, I, I, for one, prefer 24. <laughs> Am I way off base? I'm say 17. I'll, I'll stick at 17. 17. Uh, he scored a touchdown every single game as a Ram. <laughs> we ain't giving him 24. Fair. That's fair. Sorry, Jones. Uh, as far as week 16, my wide receiver start of the week, we already talked about him, DK Metcalf. Not good. Um, my wide receiver start of the week this week. Let's try it. Jalen Waddle versus the Tennessee Titans. Uh, top 15. Waddle, baby. Waddle, baby. Waddle, baby. baby, baby. Great wedding song. 15? Uh, yeah, I'm okay with that. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, I feel really good about that. If pretty, I feel good about that. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's not going to hit because that's Brady's answer, so it's not going to hit. Tua has thrown fifteen times, and seven of them have gone to Waddle. So that's far. just tremendous. <laughs> oh my word! I'm gonna need that All right. Week. So my uh, tight end start of the week last week was uh, Dalton Schultz, and he hit. He was supposed to get top seven. He was two. And so my start of the week this upcoming week is going to be, you guessed it. I want you to guess. I want you to guess. I have Rob, two guesses. Rob no, yeah, you, you get one. You get one. Gronk. Gronk. I'm guessing Mark Andrews. <laughs> Kyle Pitts, baby. Kyle Pitts is my start of the week for the last one of the year. What are we thinking? Six. I don't know. Six. 
He's going to hit that. That's a smash play, Josh. <laughs> well, that. speaking of Kyle Pitts, that was my tight end start of the week last week. Need be top eight. He was four. I was just going to move him on over and start him again, but Josh took him from me. Just kidding. I wasn't going to. Uh, my tight end start of the week this week. A little deep dive. Cole Komet versus the Giants. 12. It's dog water start. Be better, Becker. <laughs> All he's got to do is get in the end zone. I think that's a great start. I just wanted to razz you. I don't know. All right. Just, so I went Dallas Goddard. <laughs> that was a miss. I'm going Tyler Conklin versus the Packers. Oh, give me top. Right. Give me top three. <laughs> All right, so my uh, week 16 tight end start of the week was Gronk. How'd they go? Obviously a miss. Oof. Uh, Week 17 start of the week, going with Patty F. I love Patty F. (laughs) Love Uh, Patty F. I would go top 11. Yeah, I was going to say, for those of you who don't know, it's Pat Fryer move. Patty F, top 11. I like it. It's a heck of a line. Brady, you got to be stoked about top 11. I I don't need you pumping my tires right now. <laughs> I'm pumping your tires. I'm pumping the line. Nope. <laughs> oh. well, we, don't need to, we don't need to do waivers because when we release this, waivers are going to be done. Correct. So let's talk about our one's got to go. Last week, our one's got to go. We were focused on the quarterback class of the future um, 2022 draft. This year, we are going to be talking about coaching positions. And if we were the head coach, which one of these four positions would you want most? This includes the talent that they have and the future picks that they have. So the four teams, and this is not saying that all four of their head coaches are going to be gone. So I don't want to break any news here on fourth and a mile. (laughs) But the four teams are the Jacksonville Jaguars, the New York Jets, the Chicago Bears, and the Houston Texans. You got to choose which one you would not want to be with, and then we can rank them after if we want to. Oh, which one we least want to be with, huh? Yep. So, which oh. one would you not want to be with? It's just, it says it right there, but I definitely did not take. I took it the other way as well. And then you can rank them after. So, fair enough. I would say Chicago because they don't have a lot of draft capital, and Justin Fields. I think, would you agree that you've been disappointed with Justin Fields this year? No. Yes. So based on those two facts, or not facts, but based on those two things, I would say Chicago is my least desirable uh, job. I would agree with that as well. That is mine as well. Same. Look at us. Wow. So now let's rank them. Yeah. I like this exercise. Want, which one would you want the most? And then you, go going. Houston on. would be the most desirable job for me. Followed by the Jets, followed by the Jaguars, followed by the Bears. That is the mm. exact same way I would do it. Well, it's almost like your twins. <laughs> I feel like I feel like, any, I feel and, like here, and here's why Houston. So Davis Mills has shown that he deserves an audition for that starting job in year two. You trade Deshaun Watson and you get a boatload of assets. This year is not a heavy quarterback draft. So you go and you get great talent, whether that's a pass rusher, whether, whether that's another offensive lineman or a pass catcher, anything like that. Davis Mills does not work out next year. You're picking early and you go and you have essentially another, you have two first round picks next year. You're drafting a quarterback next year, which could be Bryce Young if you are very, very bad. Oh, I, I totally agree. It's great that's rationale. Why, and that's why the Jets are number two for me because they have two top ten or two top ten first round picks. Then they have the Panthers and the Jets pick in the second round. So they have two top thirty-eight pick or four top thirty-eight picks. Wow. Yeah, so they're gonna get a really good pa- they're gonna get a really good pass catcher because they need one. I think Zach Wilson has continuously gotten better since he's gotten back. Their offensive line has improved with Becton, and I think their coach is the best out of these four. That's interesting. Oh, totally. I totally yeah, agree. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yep. Jacksonville doesn't have one. 
Chicago's is getting fired. And I, who knows about Houston's? We, you, you just don't know. I, he's, I think he's staying for another year. I would, I would argue that he's gotten the most out of this team. Like this team should have been a one to two win team and they've competed in a lot of different games. They also have a lot of one-year contracts too. So that yeah. team is going to have a lot of turnover next year. So they could, it, in Jacksonville, Jacksonville has a lot of cap space next year too. So, so they can make moves. Yeah, I, right now, all three of the four of these, like outside of Chicago, the other three are in the top 13 as of right now in total cap space open uh, with the Jaguars being number two in the league and the Jets being number eight. Makes and sense. you look at and you look at what it did, defense. what it did for a team like Cincinnati. Uh, they were able to go get a Trey Hendrickson. You can go buy a big time pass rusher or a big time linebacker or a big time corner and still go get playmakers on the offensive end of the draft. And I think that's what Jacksonville is going to do. They're going to find ways to get Trevor Lawrence playmakers on both sides of the football, and they're going to get a good head coach. I feel like it sounds like Byron Leftwich might be going there. I think it's a really good coach. That would be awesome. That would be I, great. They just need to get an offensive-minded coach. Lawrence has got to be better him. next year, right? I mean, it can't be worse. I feel like he can be worse. He can be worse. It's not likely to be worse. I'm not too worried about Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, nor to am be I. honest with you, just because it was just a an absolute weird year for them. Like, just an absolute. Trevor Lawrence. Everything that like you hear from his interviews and what he said at like Clemson, he's kind of just like a soft spoken, doesn't really say much, just kind of goes with the flow. The fact that he was saying things about the head coach and how there was a sense of relief when he was gone just kind of paints a picture on how bad it was with Urban Meyer there. So I think you're going to see a more comfortable Trevor Lawrence in year two. Which it just baffles me that it got that bad in 14 weeks. Like, That's insane. How does a how does a guy that creates a culture like that like that quickly? Like how it's, it's just, not it's not new either. He is like left in a dramatic fashion with his past like what three jobs. It, it's baffling to me. Very much yeah. of a head scratch. The only the only thing I'll say before we end up wrapping this episode up, it's not good when nobody in the organization is like defending the accusation. Not one. Like not, not one person. person. It's not good. No, not it's not a good. It's not good. Positive right. note, Trevor Lawrence, he's going to be good. Oh, yeah. Don't sell him in Dynasty because he's going to be fine. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode of Fourth and a Mile. Thank you so much for joining us. Go deep, and we'll see you.